Amelia. Hi. Hello, hello. Welcome hello. back to The Coach Approach. Welcome. This week, we are joined by Saoirse Linda, who is a love and relationship coach. So Saoirse is talking to us today about the attachment theory, which is a well-known theory, but unbeknownst to me, actually. So this was a new one, and I really enjoyed doing the research for this. It basically categorizes humans into three areas of the way that we show up in our relationships, predominantly our romantic relationships. It was a really interesting episode hearing about how it can impact the way that we date, the way that we get into relationships, and the way that we relate to our partners. And I found it really informative. Yeah, we look at how our patterns and our behaviours are really ours to control and Mm -hmm. be aware of. And it's kind of easier when we can give them labels. We hope you enjoy the episode. So, Saoirse, we're so excited that you are here with us today. So, for those of us who are new to the attachment theory, would you mind summarising for us what yeah. what it is and the categories that are Yes, yes, exactly. So there are three different categories. So there's secure, which is most of the population. I think it's half or more than half, actually. So secure attachment is basically people who have had a healthy childhood. They don't have any issues with intimacy and getting close to people. They can communicate in a healthy way. You know, they're not game players or anything like that. So they've normally had a very happy, healthy childhood. Then we have avoidant types. Um, Avoidance are people who obviously, like, ultimately we all want intimacy. But it's just how our childhood has affected us and how we then relate to intimacy as we get older. So avoidant types have probably in their childhood... It's hard to generalize and say everyone, but they've probably had experiences with parents or experiences with other people or even with teachers or whatever it is, where they don't feel seen, they don't feel heard, they don't really feel cared about. And that makes them pull away in a romantic relationship because it's a fear of not getting what they want. It's it's a fear of someone leaving them, rejecting them. So avoidance kind of sort of pull away a lot. They get close and they pull away and then they get close and they pull away. Anxious types, again, it's always affected by childhood. So anxious types are constantly kind of wondering, am I too much for this person? Or am I not enough for this person? Am I not good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, funny enough? So they're kind of the ones that do a lot of the chasing and they will mostly always be attracted to avoidance. So anxious kind of chase avoidant. And I work well seeing these things as as an example. So when I think back to my dating life, I was definitely a mixture of anxious and avoidant. And there was one guy in particular who is just the poster boy for avoidant. And he kind of like gave me attention in the beginning. And I was like, "Mm." and then I got interested in him. The second I was interested in him, he pulled away. And then the next time I saw him all in again, And once I started showing it back, straight back out again. And the more he did that, the more I chased because I I felt anxious. Like there's something wrong with me that he doesn't want to be with me. But for him, it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is getting really like scary and intimate and he needed to pull away. And I wish I'd known that at the time. I think it would have saved me a lot of hurt. But that's kind of how I would summarize 
the avoidance, anxious and secure. Ultimately, the goal is we kind of all want to be with a secure attachment. That's ultimately what is going to lead to a healthy, happy relationship. I had this image of a dog chasing its tail. <laughs> in, <laughs> I, love that. I think we can all radically identify with relationship or relationships like that. So once you understand like your type, yeah. what what do you do with that? So that's that's kind of the big question. And as always, I don't know if this is the answer that people want to hear, but really it's just having awareness of it makes such a huge difference. And then what you then go on to do with the awareness is up to you. But I think that obviously speaking to a coach or speaking to a therapist is life-changing but even if you don't want to go and take that step reading about it learning more about what happened in your childhood why why you have this certain type and really trying to work through what it is that made you be that type in the first place so you know if it's anxious why do you feel so desperate to have somebody what like why why the desperation because with a secure type Of course, they want a relationship too, but they feel quite secure in themselves. Their self-esteem is pretty good. So as much as they want a relationship, they're not desperately chasing and clinging onto it. And unfortunately, an anxious type ends up kind of sabotaging relationships often because they become so clingy and desperate that it just puts somebody off totally. I'm assuming that we don't fit into one category most of the time. Because yeah. when I look at myself, I don't think I'm just, I am one thing. I think yeah. I'm a bit secure and I think I'm a bit avoidant. Yeah. And I also think I'm very different in friendships than I am in a romantic relationship as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, aren't we all, really? Yeah. I was, I was yeah. listening to School of Life. The other, I listen to books. I don't read books. Um, I was listening to School of Life the other so day. So woke, babe. I, really? I'm, <laughs> I'm the original millennial. Um <laughs> And Alain de Botin, who is our hero, says that, really speaking, our ideal relationships, what we attach to romance, is actually the the relationships we have with our friends. We're considerate. We don't tell them off. We don't expect so much of them, etc. And actually, our idea of romance is really what we attach to our friendships and our our other halves. I'll be quiet because he's in the other room. Probably don't get as good a deal. I think that's just where intimacy comes in because like mm. if you think about an avoidant type and and this kind of back to your point, Gabby, about how you feel like you're different in friendships or with your family or something than you would be in a relationship. And that's so normal because the intimacy isn't really there in friendships or family relationships, you know? It's mm. once intimacy comes in, that's when you get like a heightened experience of what your attachment style is. I also was thinking as I was listening to you talk about like how so much of it stems from childhood because most people are not just securely attached but I don't think that necessarily means that we had a difficult childhood or bad models of relationships because I'm doing a psychotherapy degree at the moment and I wrote a essay last term about how we learn to relate to everyone through the way we relate to our mum basically our primary caregiver and because we're so vulnerable the smallest thing can traumatize us it's like almost impossible to emerge untraumatized and 
you know, they cannot answer the second you cry. And for you, that means you think you're going to die because you're a six-month-old baby. Right. So I think it's really interesting to think about the reason that we've. it's so difficult to just be perfectly securely attached is because we're so vulnerable, really, when we're learning to relate. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's a really good point. And I would say that, like, having a secure attachment type, like you said, doesn't mean that you're just absolutely flawless and there's just nothing no other stuff going on there I think that you know self-esteem and confidence and all of those things come into play with secure attachment styles but they might not necessarily be fixed they might not maybe be related to their attachment style so you could be a secure type and still lack confidence or have low self-esteem but it might not necessarily affect your intimacy and relationships as much I think you bring up such a good point about awareness. And I think that's the type of coaching that Gabby and I do is really so much about this bringing to your consciousness what your narratives are and what your reactions are. And although it might feel completely impossible that I could react in any other way to this certain type of situation, I'm going to keep hitting my head against the wall, but, you know, damn it, I'm not going to change because there's no other way. And we hold a mirror up to that and we we say well is that is that true is that the only way and we look at different perspectives and we look through different lenses and we find that there are different choices to be made so whilst you may always default to an avoidant way of being you can at least be conscious of it and literally reprogram your brain Mm -hmm. nlp is that really isn't it and that to to know that that's your default and say I choose another way so I appreciate that when we have and actually I also have I have like this (laughs) avoidant um (laughs) a view on uh oh can we really be bucketed into three buckets isn't that so generalist we're human beings and we're so complex and amazing but also kind of, yeah, we can <laughs> bucketed into three generalist areas. What what do you guys think to that? Well, I think, so technically the first book that came out, Attachment Styles by Dr. Amir Levine and I think Rachel Keller, her name is. So they, the book that they came up with, Attachment Style, was three different types, but there's been another book to say there's four and that's when they split avoidant into two different categories. So they have fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant I don't know as much about those um but I think that ultimately it just means that there are you know avoidance in two kind of different categories essentially Mm. so they're both avoidant but maybe they just like Mm. relay that in different ways but I just agree with what you're saying completely I think awareness is absolutely everything and I know that I've changed my attachment style through it and I know that anyone else could do the same if they wanted to I think that what really keeps you stuck is just a lack of awareness because that's what creates patterns and cycles and essentially creates a style really because you know if if you're an anxious type and you're saying it's men they just hate commitment. They're just terrified of commitment. It's all men. And that's just that's just how they are. Then you're always going to go through life thinking it's always them. They're always terrified of commitment. There's nothing going on with me. It's just them. And that's going to create this constant pattern of thinking that every guy you meet is scared of commitment. And every time you meet someone, 
you're going to have in your head, they're scared of commitment, I need to try and change their mind, which is going to make you kind of come off as a bit desperate and clingy and possessive maybe. I also really agree with the awareness thing in that bringing awareness to something in a relationship that you're in, being able to say, when I react like this, it's because of this. I mean, the last two podcasts we've done here, communication and listening has been like a key theme. And to be able to understand that about your partner and for them to be able to understand how you are attached it really just equips you with the tools to be able to deal with those things as they occur to see to see why someone does that are they just scared are they pulling away because they're scared rather than they're lashing out yeah yeah it really helps doesn't it I mean when the audience won't see this, but Gabby is laid out flat on her back on the floor at the moment with a slip disc, bless her. She's been in a serious amount of pain. But it wasn't until, she's been like this for days, nearly a week now, and it wasn't until I think yesterday that we finally got, it's a slip disc. Mm -hmm. And it was a bit of a relief actually to go, oh my God, finally a diagnosis. And isn't it interesting what happens to us when we get a label for something? And we can say, it's because of this. I'm like this because I'm that. Yeah. And people can understand me better because I can say I am yeah. whatever that might be. Not there's something wrong with me. Yeah. yeah. We do we do love a label. Yeah. And we use it a lot in coaching as well, even if it's about what that perspective is. Oh, I'm in an avoidant perspective. Okay. Yeah. What can yeah. I choose now? I yeah. have other yeah. options. I feel like we could talk for hours about this. It's a really fascinating topic, actually, when you get into it. Mm-hmm. Searsha, tell us where people can find you, because I know that if anyone is interested in this topic or it's resonating with them that this is why they're struggling in relationships or finding them, you are the person to speak to. So where can they find you? Thank you. Well, yeah, definitely. They can find me on Instagram. So it's Searsha Linda. So Searsha is spelt nothing like it sounds. <laughs> it is spelt S-A-O-I-R-S-E-L-I-N-D-E-R is Linda, my surname. And Love Coach Searsha is my tag. So you can find me on Instagram or my website, which is www.searshalinda.com or email hello at searshalinda.com. So if anyone has questions about anything, then definitely reach out. Perfect. Yeah. We will put all those links in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank Sisha. you very Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. If you liked the episode, please rate, review and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at Pivot Points Podcast, Twitter at pivot points one or email us on pivotpointspod at gmail.com and if you want to work with us we are gabby miller and amelia sabawal and our details are all in the show notes see you next time bye bye, bye.